I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, Happy New Year to you all. We are back. It's all over. It's all done. Take the decorations down. Throw them back in the loft. Because it's over. It is done. No more clinging on. Back to reality and your miserable, miserable lives. Sorry, I was talking about myself. Um, this waiting around till the 6th of January or 5th of January. I don't think anyone actually does that anymore. It's like Maybe uh, in Spain. Not even on Bali. People are... The pubs were playing Christmas songs on Boxing no, Day. No, like, no. Nah, get done. over. It's done. You've had your it's presents. Done. Basically, it's done at 12 o'clock on Christmas Day. It's basically done then. As soon it? as your presents are open, that's like it's done, isn't it? It's all done. It's all done and dusted. So let's let's not talk about it anymore. Because it wasn't a great period for Everton. Let's, let's get it right. It wasn't the best period for Everton. Um, three successive defeats in the Premier League. Has left us once again looking over our shoulders. Um... And I think everyone just feels a little bit on a Debbie Downer at the moment, don't they? They're a little. I, I, I don't have to repeat myself, but there's too much football at Christmas. There's just too much football, and it and it can wreck. It can make break wreck your season if um, if things don't go well. I mean, it hasn't wrecked ours. Listen, we're still we've still got, and I think this has to be very clear. We've still got. Or should have 26 points, which would leave us very, very comfortable and mid-table. And obviously, without those 10 points, we are looking over our shoulder. So, I don't quite get all... I saw quite a lot of doom and gloom after the game on Saturday, the Wolves game. And, um, yes, if you look at the table and you take in, you look at the 16 points, yes, there is. You can take that. But that's... That's the reality of the situation, but that's not obviously what the situation is. We have won 26 points in 20 games. We should be, as I said, very, very comfortable in mid-table. And we're not. Um, so, on, on to the Cup this week. I think 26 points from the first half of the season just shows you that I, I think 
some of the reaction I've seen to Wolves is an overreaction. We go away to some of these teams that might be a bit more organised at the home. Wolves are a better team than us. And and they'll beat us. Like, mid-table doesn't necessarily mean we're going to go and beat every Wol- team. Wolves are a better team than us. Mm. I mean... We'll lose games. That's hard for maybe some people to get, to understand, but Wolves are a better side yeah. than us. They are. They've got, they've got better players. And the they've got a system that they use all the time. On mm. Saturday, we had a system that we don't use all the time, and because we didn't have the players, yeah, it didn't work. And players looked leggy, and you could see you could see it was at the very end of a long run. That is, that's what happens in football sometimes. And you look at the bench, and there's nothing there. And sadly, that's it. Caught up with us in the end, and. We've got to, we've got Thursday, which I think there'll be changes, but we'll know more tomorrow when he does his mm. press conference. Um, there has to be changes, and then there's what ten days till the next game, and then there's if we do get through in the FA Cup, then there's a couple of there's 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 uh, there's obviously um, another week till the FA Cup game, and then there's an uh, sorry, just two weeks till the FA Cup game, and then there's a couple of days for the next Premier League game. So with that winter break, so. Yeah, it's it's the manager can decide what he wants to do on Thursday, whether he wants to bring a couple in from that haven't been playing or or whatever. But um, it'll be good to get that ten day rest in to refresh and get some back, get the likes of the core back. Obviously, Garner Gay's going to the Afcon, um, so I don't know whether we'll see him again mm. or whether he will be involved in Thursday. But I I I just get the feeling he we won't see him again till after the Afcon. But um, it's a, it's a, it's a tough moment. It's a tough moment for us. But we we did, obviously we we had a we had a good heart. We got more points in December than I thought we were going to yeah, get. Yeah, if you look at the whole run, it's a good point return. It's a it's a mid to you know top six points return. I'd say if you look at the games and then look at the the fixtures, the the games we expect to win, we won, and that is mid table form. You yeah. beat the teams you expect to be, and then you you'll go to places like Wolves who. Who just better on the day and they'll beat you, but a mid-table team bounces back at home, and we've seen that this this season. We've 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 slipped underperforming, like we've underperformed and and gone at home or gone the next the next week away and, and and beat a good team. So for me, it's just getting to getting back to the stage where it's one game a week. We can have a consistent lineup with you know when you play through December, you get so many injuries because there's so many games. Get back to playing one one a week of the same team. Start finding a bit of consistency, and that's where teams start and get started to start, start to get into good form. The ones that don't ultimately end up at the bottom, don't they? So, mm. I think I think we'll be fine once we get the Afghan out of the way around mid February, March. I think we'll start going on a really good um, run. We can get up to fourteenth, thirteenth, and get get further away from these teams like Sheffield United, Burnley, Luton. I think we'll be fine if we get any points back. That that would just be a huge bonus at the end of the season. But ultimately, if we don't. I think we'll be fine anyway. Luton is the one that's going to be interesting because they're starting to pick up a bit of form. Whether they can carry well, that on, I don't know. They're the, they're the reason we are looking over our shoulder, aren't they? They're the reason we're looking over our shoulder because Luton have started picking up points. Um, there's not much we could have done about that. If if Luton hadn't picked up points, let's say, they hadn't won those back-to-back games and it was six points, seven, sorry, seven points between us and them. I don't think anyone would really be be moaning at the situation or or be worried about the mm. situation. But Luton have picked up and fair play to them. Then you know they're having a they're having a really good go. Um, fair play to them. 
I, I don't necessarily think it's how how long can they keep that up as well because if you look at Luton's team and the, the performances where they are putting in a shift and getting results back, they're relying on certain individuals. I think they'd lose them. Certainly on paper, they look a much less of a strong team. I think Everton, we've seen, we've lost players and we've managed to cope with it. You look at the performance at Burnley, the 2-0 win, it was such a professional performance and we had key players missing from that. I don't think Luton quite have that. I'm, I'm not... I, I think Luton... I think Luton are. Um, I think Luton are down personally. But say I don't. Really? I don't at all. No, because I think they've got they've got they've got fight in them, and I, and I don't think they actually rely on their squad too much. They've had loads of injuries already. Uh, I think they'll be a thorn in the side till the end of the season. Personally, yeah. I think too many people want to write them off, but they've showed so far they've got a lot of fight in them, and while that 10-point deduction is there, they're going to be clinging on. Listen, if there was no 10-point deduction, mm. then they'd be nowhere near us, but there is, and that has given them hope, and I think while there's hope, they'll fight, and they've got fight in them. You saw that on Saturday when they played Chelsea 3-0 down, and you know they have a goal this allowed, then they score, and then they get another goal, and they made Chelsea really work for it, and I think they'll make every team work for it. And I think that's that's the difference between obviously them, Burnley, and Sheffield United. Um, Everton, after as soon as possible, get get the other teams above them back involved. Mm. That to me, it can't be between us and Luton um, as it stands. Everton have got to get those other teams involved. The likes of Brentford, the likes of Palace, the likes of Nottingham Forest, Forest picking up some. Huge points. Well, everyone put, will. Put, put, put a little the bit thing. Of... There's this idea that there's this idea that like teams aren't going to win games of football, like mm. or or that the bottom three teams aren't going to get, or one of them isn't going to get to thirty points. One of the teams in the bottom three will get to thirty points, I guarantee you, because that's what happens. That's what happens at this time of year. The points have got to go somewhere, and the gap between the teams at the bottom and the teams in the middle isn't that big. It really isn't. And we've seen Luton. Um, they got a draw with Liverpool at home. The the uh, got a draw with. They narrowly got beat by Arsenal, didn't they? They narrowly got beat by by Manchester City. They narrowly got beat by Chelsea. You know, they they are not they're not a t- they're not a terrible team. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough second half of the season, and we have to. We have to put some wins together um, once once it all gets back going again. So and it's difficult because the next two Premier League games, I think, are Villa and Fulham, are two teams who are obviously in, in mm. uh, who are obviously half decent. Well, Villa are a decent team, and Fulham on their day can be very good. So um, yeah, it's just tough. It's just tough. It's tough, but I think Villa will be a big test for us. I think. Making Goodison a fortress again was was a big task for Deitch, and I think because um, we've not really had that since David Moyes. And you'd look at these big teams like Villa, who were flying this season. They'd come to Goodison and and be battered them over the past few years. We've not done that, um, so that's a big game for me. I know I know we've beat the likes of Chelsea at home, but they're not exactly flying, are they? Newcastle again, they've lost. They've been a bit poor away from home this season, so Villa for me it, it is a big test. Mm. No, that's, it will be a very difficult yeah. game. They're a very good side. Hopefully, we'll have players back. They're anyway, a very, so. very good side. Um, but if we do beat a really good side with Villa, and we, we've already beaten them this season away from home, granted it was in the cup, 
But if we go and beat a Villa at home, it, that might give you the confidence to kick on then. We'll have a little might have a little break after that, whether in the cup or not. And then it's back to one game a week. We'll have players back. We, like I said, we can start playing a consistent lineup and get a bit of form going and try and bridge the gap between us and the, the mid table teams where we should be already. I think that's one thing you look you look at our I think if we were really on sixteen points and we really we were really down there, it'd be a different story. But because we know that we've been better than the than the likes of Chelsea and Wolves and tangling with the mid table teams, it gives you that bit of confidence that you're better than the rest anyway. So I think that's one thing we've got. Yeah, but not a, we're not a, we're not a terrible team. We're not a terrible team. The problem is is that when we're under strength, we are we have issues when we've got no one we can bring off the bench. When the manager doesn't recognise as well that we're having a terrible day, that's another yeah, thing. It always ma- seems to be the most obvious. The thing manager. Well this is where I think football fans are. This is where when football fans get talked down to by people in football. Football fans recognise mm. when games are going against them. The whole crowd can't be wrong, can they? Football fans are not stupid. They they recognise when a game's going against you. They understand when they understand. And Saturday was a case of um, everyone knowing what needed to be done, and the manager was too stubborn to do it. And you can have a you know you can like dice, you can not like dice. It doesn't really matter. That was obvious on Saturday. At, at, he'd spun the he'd, you know he. It spun the uh, uh, rolled the dice before the game. He changed formation. I understand why he did it because we were because we didn't have a midfield. It didn't come off, so we had to change something. We were one nil mm-hmm. down, and he never. And before you knew it, we were two nil down, and it, and before you knew it, it was three nil down, and it was too late. And then he and then he went, oh, oh, "I'll put some players on now." And yeah, you know, it, good managers often change things before it's too late because they, they recognise that what their plan was just didn't hasn't mm. worked for whatever reason. Um I've understood when we've been in the game and just not taking chances and we left it quite late. Like Fulham at home. We were in the game and we could we were creating chances. We should have really been one nil up, but I don't think we showed any signs that we were gonna no. even score in that game on on um on Saturday. So it was a strange one for me because I really expected change. I thought Gomez would come on at least, mm. um, especially when someone mentioned me saying Gomez is coming on. Um, but I don't know. It's hard to defend the manager on, on, on that one, but he got it wrong. But the, these things happen. And that's ultimately why we're mid-table. And and to be honest, it's still a big improvement anyway than being at the bottom. Yeah, like yeah, but that's that's seasons. where the manager's got to earn his money, isn't it? Games like game games yeah. like Saturday. If you get, you've, you know, you can, of course there was fatigue factors and all that, but but the manager's got away and his, he's got away and his money there, and he, he made a mess of it Saturday. Doesn't matter if you're his biggest fan or or you're not his biggest fan, he just made a mess of it. He got it completely wrong, and he should have held his hands up at the end of the game and said that because he did. He made a mess of it, you know. And it was crap. Um, yeah. So, obviously Thursday night now, isn't it? But let's have a little comments. Um, Brian Bowles says, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to everybody. So I don't have to say it every time. Um, Paul Cattle says, Afternoon, lads and fellow Blues. All the best for 2024. Jesse Lingard, Dan Juma going back. Can you see us bringing any more plays in this window? Um... The Jesse Lingard one's an interesting one because I actually saw it a couple of days ago, this rumour. 
And when I saw it, I was, yeah. Um, yeah, Dan Juma's been linked, hasn't he? He's gone, I think he's been linked with a move to Leon. I think it is. Um, I think he, he'll go if Everton can get one in. Now, whether they, whether Everton seriously think that person is Jesse Lingard, we'll have to wait and see. Um, yeah, Delhi's not coming back, let's be honest. Delhi's not coming back. So, maybe. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm a bit, I'm a bit, I've, yeah. The Lingard one, I'm a bit like, a bit sceptical of, because I did actually see it a couple of days ago, and it was from a Blag account. So, I'm a bit sceptical of that, because these things can work mm-hmm. like that. Someone puts it on Twitter the next minute. We've all seen it. We all know people who do it. Next minute, someone picks it up like a talk sport and then someone else picks it up and before you know it, it's got legs and it's run away from itself. So I'm a bit sceptical of that one at the moment. I can't see it's bringing anyone else in in this window unless some kind of brilliant loan opportunity comes about. We really haven't got any money um, and they are. this is the reality of it. We haven't got money and... Things could look a little bit... The thing about January is you go into January, don't you? And you, you look at the squad and you're like, there's no Decore and there's no Adisagana Gay and you might be missing that and Ashley Young. And what you find is, okay, we've got this game on Thursday, but after that, we might we might only have one more game this month. Mm. And that gives... and We don't want that, of course. We don't want that. But we might only have one more game this month and that might give everybody an opportunity to get back and then suddenly you're playing one game a week or there's I think there's two occasions where you play twice and up twice. Uh, one of them being at the beginning of February. And the next minute, all you have got is one game a week. And you have got fifteen lads you can rely on. And you I think we are looking at players for the squad for the for the squad rather than the team mm. because we just don't have enough players so it's it, it's a tough one uh, yeah, the, the, the Lingard one is more about the not the player for me but you know the type of player would, is you, because... would you sign Lingard if there was, was an opportunity free, on a free till the yeah. end of the season and, and I get and, and for the squad thing because if you look at the core eight and especially now where there's no one else who can really play that role and you've seen the effect of it as on, as on the striker we're getting less space of the striker there's, there's nobody getting close to him um, and even then for the games that the Corey can't get himself involved in because teams are just too tight or too compact um, or too deep Lingard be that someone who's a bit different a bit, bit trickier maybe can unlock a team who's used to play in that number 10 position because um, we haven't got anyone else really like that but then you know, the flip side of it is if he was free and it's alone then, then I don't see why, what the problem would be but you get the call right back. See, I think and you do get back into rhythm and he's fit and he's playing because he's not one to get injured often to Corey, then you might be okay and you just end up with, with another Dan Juma sat on the bench. See, my thought is if he if it if it was genuine, I think Dan Juma would go back to Villa Real. Yeah. And then that gets that maybe helps financial situation. Lingard, you're basically saying to him, well, give him low a low wage and say, Well, earn a contract. Come in and earn a contract like you did at West Ham a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. which obviously he didn't because he went back to United, which was the worst thing he ever did. If it was genuine and it was for, say, Dan Juma going, then 
I wouldn't I wouldn't be against it if it was just a short term deal. I wouldn't be against it. Um and as long as the wages were low, it wouldn't bother me. It'd just be another it'd just be another player would need to have to have uh, in the squad and, and and obviously get hopefully he knuckled, he knuckled down and, and understood that it was his last chance. Um and that can be a great motivator. Look at Barkley at, at, at Luton. Um because actually, if if Luton did go down, I'd be, I'd go to Luton. I'd go and get Barkley for next season. Would you, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I'd have had him this season if it wasn't for Delhi. Yeah, I'd have had him this season. Um, it was just the risk with Barkley. We had no idea what you know. We could have signed him and he could have played about five games. And I don't he know what, rubbish, yeah, but I don't know what risk there is though. Coming back to Everton, yeah, and I'd give him a low wage for a year. I'd sign him for a year with an option of another one on a low wage and just say well it's up to you to earn it and that, it, you've got to sometimes have to power yourself haven't you too many fo- too many f- footballers handed the power to players um, you'd have to you'd have to take the power back and if, if Lingard is available you'd, I'd just say well yeah there's a five month contract or six month contract on I don't know ten grand ten grand a week and just say you put some goal bonuses in it Mm. And say right, go and earn yourself a contract for next season, and that's it, isn't it? Rather than handing out silly big contracts on silly long term thing, we can't do that. We just can't do that. What's the call he got left in his contract to get the extra? I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. He's signed year, didn't he? anyone, didn't he? He's, yeah. got, he's got another 18 months, hasn't yeah. he, I think? He's got another 18 months. He turned 31, didn't he, yesterday? Mm. Um, so, I think... I think um, I think you've got to you've got to just be you've got to just look at the situation or what can we get from the situation. So, Thelwell's pretty much said as well, isn't he? It's going to be a yeah a quiet transfer window. Yeah, there's no point to us sitting here talking about twenty five million pound players or whatever when it's just not going to happen. Money's very tight at yeah. the club. We know that the stadium stadium is is obviously into its final year now. We're in we're in twenty twenty four and um. It will be built this year. Obviously, we will not be moving into it until 2025, but it will be built this year. So all the money will be needed for the stadium this year. It, I mean, that's just that's just the reality of the situation. And we have a manager that matches that 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 situation. We have a director of football who who understands that situation. And there's very very little we can do about it. But as I said. Things like this time last year, don't forget, we were all after a striker and we were desperate for a striker and a, we didn't get a striker. We got two strikers now plus plus Chimiti. and you know, so we've got the striker situation. So everywhere else on the pitch is sort of manageable. It's just come to a head over Christmas because of the amount of games. Mm. Losing the Corey, losing the Disagana guy, having Andre Gomez back, only just back. But if Andre Gomez had been back, let's say, two weeks, 
then I think on Saturday he would have started in midfield, of course, and we would have played mm-hmm. the normal shape. And that's a time thing as well, isn't it? The more Gomez plays or the more game, game time he has. Again, he's another one. He's in his last... He's in the last five, six months of his contract. Fighting for a contract. But where you, though, he's he? not, I don't think he's going to get a new oh, one. I don't but think so. the point being is he's fighting for one. And if the manager leaves that door slightly open and he's fit, and that's the main thing, he's fit, then hopefully we can stick to the formation and the manager doesn't have to start changing it then. But you're right what you say about Lingard. You're absolutely right. If he could get a Lingard in, let's say, and his job is to play in that role behind the centre-forward, which is what I think he was hoping Delhi was going to do for him. I think he thought mm. Delhi was going to come back and at least give him an extra body in the squad so that you weren't going well. We need because I think if Ashley Young had been available, Harrison would have played in that role. Because Ashley Young's not available, we don't have anyone to play in the right. He ain't going to play Dan Juman on the left and play Dwight McNeil on the right. He just doesn't moving too much around. Isn't he? So I think Harrison would have played there, and that's been the thing. It's like it's not just one position. It's Having no one on the right means that Harrison has to play there and you've got no one in the centre. And it's made it's cocked up the whole philosophy that he wants to use. But maybe having a Lingard or someone like that helps create that short-term solution to a problem that we know is a massive problem. Mm. We don't have to call, eh? We don't win games. And and that's been proven. I hope we do. I hope if, it come, if he's not available on Thursday, I really hope we win the game. Um, but but that, it, it's that's a, a problem. It's crap, isn't it? Because I think if you play our, I think if you look at it, playing our normal formation, a normal setup against Wolves, you'd say, well, Dan Jume is the the number ten in the coach position. But the fact that we'd rather put a Michael Keane in there and completely change the system over Dan Jume, it, it does tell you that he's he's just going to go. The back manager to does reality, not. The manager does not trust him. He does not trust him mm. to play in the role. Well, he just doesn't look good enough. It's a very difficult on. role to play in because you're playing as a centre forward and you're playing as a centre midfielder. It needs bags of energy, bags of legs. Look at look at the Corey heat map after every game. He's all over the pitch. It's huge. Uh, Alex, this afternoon, lads. Hope you have a great had a great Christmas and New Year. With our three round, uh, third third round game, sorry, being a Thursday away in London, it's just it's it's a lot just after Christmas for the fans, especially when you've been dragged to Spurs and Wolves too. Do you think the third round should be regionalised, like the Carabao Cup early rounds are to minimise the likelihood of fans travelling further this week of the year? Only downside for me is that is that we'd be twice as likely to draw them. Not cheers and all the best of twenty twenty four. Well, I know it's because. Could they have so many games in London? Maybe if you, maybe because a lot of teams are hosting so many, they're playing each other, and there'll be less hosting. But I don't think it would be, I don't think it would be that bad if they just like they picked the wrong game to put on a Thursday. A, a, t, a set of fans travelling from the northwest to down mm. south for eight o'clock game. Do you we know? Have to get back after it. Do you know that? They know that our fans will travel anywhere. And they don't... The thing about it is, they know this about most Premier League teams. And they probably picked ours because they knew ours would travel. One thing I would say is, I I, I understand the idea of regionalisation, but I don't think the country is big enough. I think it... Don't get me wrong, for things like the... For um, the Papa John's trophy... I understand that because that's financial as well. You don't want teams travelling all around the country in the midweek. Uh, that is going to hurt the attendances and stuff for a, for that tournament like that. 
I I would what I would say is is maybe the club and the FA could help with coaches or something like that. Could pay their way for the coaches or the sponsor Emirates could pay help pay for the, for the coaches for games like this. Uh, but it's not just the coaches, is it? It's people having to take time off work as well. The the Thursday and the Friday. Um, Palace is not an easy place to get to because you've got to obviously you've got to go all the way around the bottom of London. Mm-hmm. It's not a it's not an easy place. Um. So yeah, it's it's not great. It's not great. Not the greatest time to get the last train as well either. We ain't getting the last train. Yeah. You ain't getting the train. You ain't getting the last train. It's as simple as that. No one's getting a train back from London after that. Um, Stephen Warman says Happy New Year lads uh, Hello Stephen Happy New Year Glenn says Happy New Year Bazzy Cassie Neddy Flanders And Peter McParty fan There you go Baz have day off Said he's got too much on Fair play Jez D says Happy New Year to you all Hope Baz's alarming cough Is cleared up Ready for Some fresh 2024 ratings uh, I heard three talking points from Wolves, um, and it's all coming back to the same issue. Dyche's unwillingness to consider certain routes in the face of in- in- insanity. My big question is, why do you think so many managers have these stubborn streaks that frustrate? I can never get my head around it. Keep up the good work. Up the tuppies. Um, Because that's what makes them managers, isn't it? That they get a thing in their head, and they stick with it. And it's do or die. Basically, and that's what makes them. That's what makes them managers. Mm. It's that thing of being unflappable. In the, and I do think they need that. I think if a manager starts going, oh no, yeah, that's a bad result. We better change everything. Where is a manager? And I think this is what Dyche has been really good at. Is going, actually, we got beat there, but you know what? We made loads of chances, and on another day we score. And I think. I think just I think Saturday was the only time, genuinely the only time on Saturday. Don't get me wrong, we've we've had other games where I've I've wondered what the hell's going on, like Arsenal and things like that. But this season, I genuinely thought that was the first time where I've gone. Why haven't you? Why haven't you like changed it? Like changed the formation? Why haven't you gone back to playing? Playing four at the back and getting another forward on, or getting a midfield on, or something. At Wolves at 1-0 on Saturday, we were getting battered. We were so lucky. Even though their goal was quite lucky, we were so lucky to still be in the game. They should have had a couple in that first When half, When you're lucky, when you're lucky, you've got to go. When you're playing well and you're losing, you go, no, no, leave it as it is. Yeah, but when yeah. you're lucky, you go. You've got to be proactive, haven't you? It's got to change before we, yeah, we, yeah. we concede, start conceding a couple that fast. Yeah. And normally managers have the explanations for that. And normally I listen to them and I go, oh, do you know what? Yeah, okay. Because they're the expert. But this one was a bit strange for me. I've, I've, I didn't listen to press conference. No, well, just... I did, but I, was, I wasn't listening. I was just listening to that words. Words. Brian Murray says, I've never watched one of their games in decades. Even seeing that yellow budgie on the shirt makes me want to hail. Apparently the cop I love in Premier League are alive and kicking again. I know it's your job but I'm done with this version of football. It's always, I'll always be a blue, but don't know why you bother. It's a joke of a sport. I, I hate, I hate footy. I'm, I'll be honest, Bright. I'm, I'm not a massive fan of football. Mm. I am, I'm genuinely not. Football. I like playing it and that's football, it. Football, uh, I've seen last night. 
I can't believe there's people out there who are like, he got fouled and he went. It's like, watch it, right? And we'll talk about this on more than the game. So the goalie brushes his leg. I get that. No issue with that, right? But. <laughs> so when you. Well, I don't want to go over this too much, but when he. Watch his next step. His foot firmly plants in the ground. Yeah. And that tells me he's fine. Mm. If his foot bent, then I'd go, yeah, it's a penalty. And then his next foot plants but, in but the he, ground as well. He plants his foot he's and therefore he's balanced. fine. He's balanced. No. Yeah. It was, he was looking. Mockery. He's looking for the... And the, the worst thing was, it shows the mentality because he was he literally had a tapping. Yeah. He was still in control of the ball. Yeah. Um, it was a joke. I thought it looked like when he... When he when the when the goalkeeper put his arm out to Bravka, yeah. that Jota sort of like, you know, it was one was it Mikalenko was it Cole Palmer was it Chelsea, and the player looked like he went to put his foot near Mikalenko and there was yeah, contact. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's like you look you're looking for you're the contact. Looking for the, you I thought that Jota was trying to initiate. I, I contact. do think I do think the goalie touched them. I just it's his next movement. The next movement is is yeah his foot on touch, your feet. He's he's on his feet. And there's no. It's nonsense. The game has just become bad. Loads of debate about this, you know, in, in WhatsApp groups and stuff with with lads. But the game, loads of people like get rid of VAR and and listen, fine. I'm not, I couldn't sit here and say hand on heart and say you. I, I just think football is in a terrible place. Everything the look the laws are the, the in terms of refereeing the laws are a joke. The laws are all over the place. We saw it with the handball and the laws are all just all over. We seen a penalty given the other night for someone's shirt pulled a Spurs player who pulled our who pulled one of our players' shirts get mm. and there's a penalty for blighting and we don't get a penalty. The laws are just all over the place. The financial stuff is all over the place. The it's just a mess. There's so much to sort out and it isn't being sorted out because it's becoming such an elite sport it's it's for the it's for the few in terms of the teams at the top and it will become unbearable for a lot of fans of a lot of clubs who are just like what's the point anymore and obviously as people get older and have watched other versions of football people will always say oh our version of football was better than this version but 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 it is because what's happened in football is all of the all of the things that used to make it a game where you used to go we can win this game they've all been taken out so and the third round of the FA Cup coming up will be will be a big one of that is where there used to be shocks everywhere those shocks have won't be there anymore because mm. it, it all everything's been equal and I know there's not I know there's not VAR in every game but all the great equalisers have been taken out of football, haven't they? All the things that used to make you feel like you had hope going into a game have been taken away. You know, all the luck that you used to have, like when we played Man City in the old days, and it's just not as good anymore. I just think, certainly, for, whether it was, this was just like a nostalgia thing my childhood, but I'm sure it was certainly better throughout the 80s and even in the 90s. And I'm not just talking about VAR and referees, but it just seems to have lost so much character. No, I think it's just very machinery see, for me. Now. The eighties was—I know it was a golden period, but it was. I still don't. I still. Look, I look at like I almost look at like the nineties and the early two thousands as the 
the perfect time for me yeah. because it was crossing over. The pictures were better. Um, a lot more things were getting better in terms of watching the game. Every team still had good players though, and and yeah, there was. A, I think the eighties was still a bit. Mm, the pictures were terrible, and you were allowed to just boot people all you wanted. Which I was. I'm never. I've never been a fan of that. I don't like that in football, I've, and I don't. I've never liked that side. I don't. I don't mind like people being uh, aggressive, but where you can just like boot people is just like that's not my way of football. But yeah, it's it's. Uh, uh, Fed says, Happy New Year to you and all your listeners. Nice one, Fed. All the best. James says, Ned, when you get when when did you get into painting? Those one you've done over Christmas are very good. Do you know what? I've not painted a picture, and certainly not oil, since high school. And that was like acrylic painting. Mm. So I haven't, I didn't really. I just thought I just did it. Which is like naturally decent, I think. So you got a, you got a Bob Ross set. Yeah, and then I thought, I want to do this, I want to do it seriously. So, so how does it, hang on, hang on, yeah. hang on. How does a Bob Ross set work? What's what's different to a Bob Ross set? Do you get instructions on how to paint? Do you, you watch his videos? You get like a little instruction book, but it's craft. I just watch okay. his, I just done it by freehand. But you're like watching one like, of his videos? I just watch how he did, like, I watch how he did the sky. Watch so what did you do? Click on, like, YouTube or? Oh, I just went, I watched, a f- I've been watching a few. Okay. So I learned how he done skies, different colours, how he done trees, how he done water. Mm. And I just sort of like free-handed them. Okay. The first one I was a bit like, mm. Mm. the next one was was I put loads of detail in, and like I just followed like certain like rules, like lights on dark and what boss. I just took on a quick one last night for practice, and it was a bit like, mm. Pep uh, James fun. also says Peg got some hockers for Christmas being out in them once. Very like compared to my old night. Yeah, the lovely mate. I don't think I'd have anything else now. Um. They are very, very light and spongy, and yeah, they just the night, the night, the nice rutted shoes, hockers, yeah, really, or hokies or whatever they're called. They have a weird, there's like a weird pronunciation, but it's hocker. I got some coppers. I brought them in so I can sort the lacing out before I go go to football. So I'm a bit, I'm always nervous when I get new shoes, just in case they turn to be a bit, bit sore. Okay. Um. James also says, do you guys think we can match the same points in the second half of the season? Can't see Luton matching their fifteen. Can't see Luton matching their fifteen clubs. Usually, find the promoted teams out and won't be taking them as easy as any. Um. Yeah, well, I mean, why not? I mean, we started the season poorly, and we've started the second half of the season poorly. So, why not? Luton seems to be getting better, though. I don't. I don't know whether. I don't. I don't know. It's. It's a funny one because I. I don't know whether. They started. They started poorly and it just got better and better and better. Um, the players are just getting because they, it, they haven't proven. They didn't like where for, like Forest last season. They went and signed loads of players, and their task was to get them all playing together and find a way to fit them all in. But losing this season, they still got the same. They still got the same team, same system, same manager. So they're finding a way to do what they were doing in the Championship in the Premier League. So, so for the first three games, just get up to the speed, and now they're getting up to it. And fitness. teams will improve because. Because they will. Sheffield United mm. will improve because they've got a new manager who's been around, who, whose whose concept will be don't concede goals, even though we concede the three to Luton. Yeah. Don't concede goals, stay in games, and something could happen like a Villa. Um, Burnley, they are very much 
Um, Burnley are very much a team that is trying to do the same things as they did last season. They've had a little bit of success. They'd be, obviously be Fulham away. Um, and then, you know, they... They are they aren't one who get battered every week either, but they're, they're growing. They just don't have a goal scorer. If they could pick up a goal scorer this month, things would change. Luton are one that have just gone. We're not changing for anybody. We're going to continue to do what we do, make it very difficult. They have a never say die attitude. They also have a we've got nothing to lose. We have nothing to lose, and they're sometimes the hardest ones. Mm. Now you might be right. What you said earlier, they might run out of players. They might have suspensions. But so far they've they've done all right, and they're on course for say thirty points, even more. Who knows? Burnley's the really interesting one because they've come up, you know, with the young manager. It's pretty much the same team, and last mm. season they played, you know, I call it city ball. Have a lot of the ball, dominate games, and you watch them in games. I watched the Liverpool game, and they look so good in every game, and I I admire them for trying to do. To, to keep doing what they're trying to do have a lot of the ball and play some good football I just think they're lacking that and, and as you said they might get that this, this they just don't have a goal scorer window. they don't have a goal scorer they're lacking scorer. the quality up front yeah. and they're lacking the you know the back four to keep clean sheets because they, cause they don't have that mm. goal scorer they don't have that back four to, to grind out one one nils or nil nils even so they're getting battered in a lot of games yeah. but they do look good in games they look good well, against we keep the ball yeah, keep we the ball well that. just got no end product mm. Uh, Gary Woods is hardy. Bit late today, Gary. There, uh, Mark Max says it's Brentford. Who should be? We should be dragging into it. Also, if there's something in Jesse Lingard thing, if he's on low wages, go for it. Yeah, Brentford are struggling. They've gone under the radar a little bit. They're only three points above us. Mm. Obviously, I mean, which would be well, they've dropped below Forest now, haven't they? Which would be uh, seven points so below. Really, they should just be out the bottom three, shouldn't they? Uh, Matthew Barry says, "Happy New Year, lads." The mad thing is about Lingard is that you see him doing more for us than Dan Juma. If Dan Juma does do go though, we have the replacements in place before it's on. Oh yeah, of course we'd have to have him. You can't let just like Dan Juma leave, and you'd have to have him in, and he'd have to be fit as well. So you'd have to ideally be getting him in around now. And then not letting Dan Juma go for another couple of weeks, maybe. Um, but that, I mean, that's that's if there's anything in it. Stan Smith says, "Stay, stay, stay clear of of Lingard. He's crap. We can't rely on maybes. I mean, we, he's not crap, though. Is he? he's not crap. And see, I don't have an issue. I just if it if it's if there's something in it, and he and he is replacing say a Dan Juma, then and it's for the rest of the season. I have no issue with it." I just think you 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 are you're just taking a punt. Mm. You're taking a punt, and I think that's all we've got at the moment is 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 a is punts basically. Um, I think it's all right. I don't think it quite no, works. It just hasn't done it, nothing for but... a couple of years, has he? That's mm. the thing. Brian Money says I thought half the reason Bramley Moore was to regenerate the city. If there are any, if there are any plans in roof from towns bars. Hotels, pedestrian walks, etc. Uh, if we are going to dominate the town centre every two weeks, we should have more. If we're going to dominate the town centre every two weeks, we should have more as it stands now. It's an, it's all them shower every pub and billboard, etc. Yeah, but we know that, Brian. And the print, the problem is though, the foot we aren't, we aren't going to dominate the city, are we? Let's be honest, we just aren't. There's a got you've got to have some reality in this situation. Liverpool are a bigger club than Everton. That's just a reality. 
I was in town on Saturday night and I was having something to eat and there was people in there like wearing like wearing Liverpool like scarves and stuff like mm. and obviously they were going the game last night they'd obviously maybe plan to come up for the game and then it got moved to the Monday so they stay for the new year the reality is if you go into Liverpool City Centre I know this for a fact because I worked on the cabs you go to the City Centre when Liverpool are playing there's just thousands of them from outside the city that's the reality the difference is ours come from inside the city and ours are very insular we're very insular aren't we so we stay on we stay on um county road and we drink around the ground and that's what we've always done towns uh, bars and stuff in town and that can't make decisions on that mm. so we know what we're gonna do if we get this new stadium and suddenly people are drinking in town the people things will change i know and i know we've already got some bars in town like the denby castle and places like that but it won't change to the changes, will it? Like I, like I know down there now, there's a couple of places that are open and obviously Murphy's is open. But I think a few places will be like, well, we'll wait and see first. We'll wait and see what's happening down there. But we know, I know for a fact, I know for a fact that there's a lot of people who are still going to drink on County Road and get buses down to the new ground. That's what their intentions are. Mm. I think it's going to take a while. There's an idea that it's like everything's going to be ready for when the ground's ready. I, I think what will happen is the ground will open and over five, ten years, that whole area will start changing and will become more like a an, an area where, because they know then who's got, how many is going to match, what their match day, is there a need for more bars? Is there a need for more restaurants? Is there a need for more hotels? Or, or are people going into town and if they are going to town where are they going into town are they going by more fields and around that area um, it'll be interesting I just don't think I don't think anyone from what I've heard in terms of financial no one's going down there yet I mean I've heard numbers and they are going into the millions for pubs from County Road that wanted to move down there and they've been quoted millions, and that million starts now, and they're not getting anything for it. And how can you make that? I just don't. I don't think. So I. I think the the place will be built, and when it's built, Everton will be trying to get everyone to go to the ground and and the fan zone. But after a while, you'll start seeing more and more places, and if like the hot walk bar is chocker, then people go. We need another bar, and we need another bar. So. I think it'll be after that, but listen, Liverpool are a huge, huge football club that attract people from all over the world, and that is reality. And they come into the city and they spend a lot of money, and of course you're going to get bars that are Liverpool-centric. Of course you are, because they bring in the money in. Evertonians mm. don't bring the money in. You've got to look how businesses um, make their money. We just don't have certainly. a presence. I think when... When we do move, you'll start seeing a change because it's that we've got to make the we've got to make it so it's not just a match day thing. It's got to be an attraction. Yeah, yeah of course, and it will oh, be. And, that, and when that happens, you'll start it seeing a bit of change. For itself, it? And plus, when fans start getting into a new, because obviously, like when you when you if you first get to you don't like change. The so, so at first, obviously, I'm the same. I'm like, oh, I'll probably just keep drinking in the top house and then maybe down. But when you get into a new routine, you try things. You go, oh, mate, I found this new parking place. I've, Find this new place to drink, and that's when things start to change. Get, start to see, get I'm on the, a match day. see, I'm the flip side. I'm like, I can't wait to move. I don't mind saying that. I'm, mm. I'm gutted that we're not moving until next year. I wanted this year to be about, oh, we're leaving this year. 
hasn't happened, fine. Get on with it. But I'm like, get me down there now. Get yeah. me the new place to go. Get me in Murphy's. Get me in the fan zone. Whatever it is. Um, that's done. That's the past. Moving on to the next thing now. Um, but we'll see what happens. James Wallen says Brentford have four plays in the AFCON and the Afri- and the Asian Cup this month as well. Do you think they'll try and keep hold of Ivan Tony? They'll try. More so than ever. Arsenal, the, need, the to, Arsenal need to jump in there and spend big. They need to get in there and spend big. They're playing Visser and Keenum is Potter up front at the moment, and both, uh, both of them are stinking like half out. Well, it's difficult, isn't it? Mark Max says Dice won't like Lingard's dancing. He will see, he will score and then be dropped for dancing. Nah, I think if he scores, he'll be all right. Um, Brian Ball says, isn't the reason Jesse Lingard hasn't got a club because he wants a hundred k a week? No way we'll be signing him for for ten k a week. Well, then he doesn't sign them, Brian. Mm. Because Everton can't give him hundred k a week. Simple as that. Find a different one. And he he need if he wants hundred k a week, he's gonna need to find a new um, job. Because even the Saudis wouldn't give him it. So if he wants decent, if you if he wants decent money, he's got to prove it. The ball's in Ever- uh, in his court. If Everton say, "Yeah, I'll come and sign for us," and he goes, "No," then Everton go sign. Whatever. And ultimately, if he's got a chance to play football and he's turning it down, yeah. play football for Everton because he wants hundred grand. And that's the thing. If he if he doesn't if he doesn't want to play football, then that's on him, isn't he? You start getting into a negotiation with him and it gets annoying. What's he going to be like? There, to well, there ain't no negotiations, is there? There's there's. Mm. Do you want to play Premier League football? The answer is yes or no. That's it. You you uh, you have to waive your 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 money. Simple as that. Um. Yeah. The, right. Let me just clear. Uh, Right, we'll be live. Live at five, we'll be at four. I know. Uh, it's the Tuesday topic. If anyone wants to send in a Tuesday topic, we've already got one, but if anyone wants to send another one in, feel free. Um, we can do a couple. It's because there's only me and Ned, and Ned finishes at five. So, and I don't really want to pay money overtime. Um, oh, it's not that, because I've got to get... I, I could leave at half five, but I've got football at six o'clock. So we'll be doing it at four o'clock, which I know won't matter to a lot of you because you don't really watch it live anyway. But so we'll do it at four. So if you're watching, a f- if you watch, if you're planning to watch live, we'll do it at four. Um, we could have done a pre-recorded one earlier and gone home earlier, but it's good to have the interaction. I I always prefer the interaction. Um, so if you want to send in a video, if you want to choose, do your Tuesday topic, send us in a Tuesday topic. Um, yeah, there you go. Right, we're gonna. We're going to be doing uh, more than a game at two o'clock. So the uh, the link is is the link is there a link yeah, there for a, them? There's a transfer link and it's on the. Community. But if you put a link on, have you put a link in the comments for this? When it, when it, in the comments? Yeah, put comments. one in the comments because that make it really easy for everyone. Well, when the end when the stream ends, it yeah. will send them anyway. I know, but they're on. They're watching on Premier. Can't get the staff, can you? These days, can't, just can't get the staff. Grabby. Right, it's also in the Premier comments. There right you go. Now. It's going to be in the Premier comments right now. So head over to more than a game to talk about general footy. There you go. Catches in a little bit. If you're not watching that, we'll be on F4. See you in a bit. <laughs> 